Once upon a time, there was an enchanted forest filled with all the classic characters we love. You found me. I'll always find you. One day, an evil queen placed a curse upon them. Their only hope now is someone from our world. An evil queen sent a bunch of fairy tale characters here. They're trapped. They don't remember who they are. Rescue me! Once Upon a Time, Sundays this fall on ABC. Well, hello everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. That uh, little promo there at the beginning of the show today you uh, listened to and heard was for a new ABC drama fantasy series starting uh, today, tonight. Hopefully you've seen it if you're listening to this podcast later. Anyway, it's called Once Upon a Time. And it's basically a fantasy tale uh, that you heard in the preview. You could tell uh, it, it's a blending sort of of the fantasy world and the real world. This uh, woman uh, goes to a place called Storybrook, where uh, fantasy characters have sort of been put into the real world but can't quite remember who they are. And then there's a, from the trailers at least, you can see scenes from both the fantasy realm and the real world. It just looks great. I, I've read some comics and things with a similar kind of idea in theory and, and uh, plot line, and I, I'm really looking forward to this show a lot. Uh, it uh, looks really cool. Uh, Jennifer Morrison is uh, one of the stars in it, Emma. She plays Emma Swan. She was on, of course, the TV show House for many, many years and also played Kirk's mom in the 2009 Abrams film. So anyway, this starts tonight. ABC fantasy show looks really cool, and I'm looking forward to it. Lynn's going to probably watch, too, so I'm excited by that. Uh, since most of this stuff she doesn't watch with me, that I discuss on the show. Anyway, though, but today uh, we're not talking about that really too much. We're going to talk about a DS9 episode. Uh, it's time for a DS9 episode. Uh, then the one we're going to look at is from season six. It's a, a kind of a long title. It is called Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night, uh, which is actually a, a quotation from a, from a book that I'll talk later about. Or, uh, anyway, the the story is a sort of a Kira story. This is the story that Kira learns about her mother uh, in the past. Uh, she learns about her mother during the occupation of Bejor by the Cardassians. And there's, there's some really good stuff in this. I think it's a cool episode. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, definitely worth a look. So we're going to do some commentary on that while I watch. Uh, and uh, talk about a few other things like we normally do here on the show. Today, I don't know, did I say yet? Today, yeah, is October 23rd, 2011. This will be podcast 354 for Treks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating.
Stand by to receive our transmission. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining me again once uh, more for a Treks in Sci-Fi uh, regular kind of Star Trek and kind of regular format uh, podcast for the show this uh, this week. Uh, and last week was the Doctor Who show again. Uh, that uh, was a lot of fun to do. I really always enjoy it when I get a chance to um, to talk to others about a particular topic, and, and Meds uh, did a great job with that, and Kenny was there too. I wish Kenny's internet had held out a little bit better, but anyway, we uh, we persevered and, and, and finished up the, the, the brief talk at, and look at uh, all those cool episodes of Doctor Who. I, I can't recommend that show enough. It, it is uh, just, just a great show to watch, lots of fun. And it very, you know, it's it's different and it's not different than than American shows, but I, I I like that and and I like the differences and I kind of get excited by seeing the way they do things and the way they uh, will do a show. I think in the uh, you know a long time ago, I think there were greater differences. I think shows because of the world becoming sort of in a way through the internet and a lot of things becoming a smaller place. I think that uh, the differences aren't as great as they used to be from, you know, television uh, over there versus over here. At least that's just my opinion and and thought on it. Uh, so um, how's everyone? I hope everyone's doing well. I've uh, been having a, a pretty good week and weekend. Uh, this uh, we had. Um, I'm a big World of Warcraft player, so the last couple of days, the big BlizzCon happened out uh, in California. And there was some news. Uh, the, the you know this isn't really a gaming show, but I thought I'd mention it because a lot of geeks that listen, I'm sure, play World of Warcraft and certainly know what it's about. A big, big MMO with like 11 million players, and I've played it kind of off and on pretty much since it came out. I'm not a real hardcore uh, gaming uh, type. Uh, I guess you could call it that. I mean, I guess I don't play it as you know hours every day like some people do. Which is probably why I'm still playing it because I, I just do it in little doses here and there. Although I played a bit yesterday, I think BlizzCon got me into wanting to play. Plus, they started their Halloween events in the game. But the big news from BlizzCon was the new expansion for World of Warcraft has been announced called Mists of Pandaria, and the, the big changes have been they're going to add a new um, a new race. You can play. Uh, uh, the Pandarans, which are sort of like big pandas, basically. Think Kung Fu Panda, pretty much. Big pandas you can play. You can play a new class, which is a monk class. And you can go up to level 90, which it's at 85 right now. And again, not usually talking much about gaming here, but I thought it was worth a mention. Uh, they also had some Diablo 3 news, which is which is cool. There's also a big kind of promotion going on right now for those listening. You might want to take advantage of this. If you are a World of Warcraft player, you can sign up, and if you commit to playing and paying for World of Warcraft for the next year, you can get Diablo 3 for free along with an in-game, an additional in-game mount uh, uh, to ride in World of Warcraft, and I think uh, access to the beta version of the new WoW expansion when that comes along, probably in about a year. So uh, check that out. Just go over to worldofwarcraft.com. They got details there. Uh, what else was coming out of, of the BlizzCon? I guess those were the big highlights. Uh, it's uh, They do these uh, conventions for the game every year and a half I guess on average uh, it's not usually every year d- date to date you know I think the last one was um, 
spring, early summer of 2010, I believe. So uh, it's been a little more than a year, about a year and a half, I think, since the last one. Anyway, uh, that uh, was uh, some cool stuff and some cool information that we got to learn about that. Uh, In the TV front this week, I guess I've been still watching pretty much the same shows. I, I've, um, I'm keeping, trying to keep to my, uh, my rule of three with, uh, I'll give shows at least three, three episodes. I still have one more episode to go on American Horror Story, although I, I really suspect I'm going to stop watching it, even though it did make the cover of Entertainment Weekly this week, uh, and, uh, with a, uh, a, a sort of a bizarre cover with, uh, the two, uh, the couple that's in the show, played by Dylan McDermott and Connie Britton, the, the husband and wife, along with a guy in a black rubber suit, which makes it look a little sexy and a little kinky, and I guess that sells uh, magazines probably on the newsstand. But I think I've mentioned on last week's show, or maybe the, two weeks ago, that, I don't know, the show is just not really grabbing me. I don't really care for the characters very much. So I'll give it that. I'll, I've got to watch one more on my DVR, on my TiVo here. It'll be the third one, and that'll be the decider of whether I keep watching it or not. I kind of have a feeling, though, a couple that I've given up on may may still make it for the year. I don't know if they'll make it beyond that. Uh, the show Ringer and Secret Circle, I stopped watching those. They just There's just too much to watch, so I, I, some things had to be cut, and uh, they, they didn't make the cut, let's just say. What I try to do is go over in my mind, and I say, if I only had like a couple hours, which ones, you know, in order of priority would I watch? And uh, those were way down on the list. So I'm still liking The Vampire Diaries, though, a lot and watching that. And Sanctuary came back on the Sci-Fi channel. That uh, I enjoy that show. Uh, other people seem to be a little mixed on it. I, I've always enjoyed it from the the, the year that it, or the you know from the first episode on. It's kind of gone through a lot of changes. They they've changed some cast members and sort of the the thrust and the scenario of the show has, has changed. But that's I think a good thing. So uh, Sanctuary, we've got that since the other sci-fi shows like Eureka and Warehouse 13 are taking a a break right now and will be back at some point. Uh, probably next year. I don't think we're going to get either of those. I know Eureka won't be back. Well, we're going to get a Christmas show for both, I think, which will be fun. So, And what else is sci-fi and fantasy? We'll have the uh, return of Chuck this coming week. I think on Friday, the new night for Chuck will be this Friday night. And also the TV series Grimm will be starting up, I think, this Friday as well. I think it's going to be, both those are going to be on Friday. Too many you know, too many conflicts like that. Too many times where there's shows that shouldn't be competing with each other. I always, uh, you know, think about a couple of nights of the week that I don't watch a lot of television. There's not a lot of, um, certainly not sci-fi fantasy stuff on, so I, I wish they'd spread it out a bit more. I, I, I'm kind of sad about Chuck moving from Monday, but I think Chuck was getting kind of beat up with the other Monday night shows anyway in the ratings, so may, maybe this will be okay. And it's definitely, they've already said, this is the last season for Chuck. So it's good, though, that they know that and they get a chance to maybe wrap up some of the storylines. Uh, Big Bang Theory on Thursdays is still good. I, I, I always enjoying that show. They had a great one, uh, uh, not this past one, but the week before with uh, Brent Spiner and Will Wheaton were both on it. So if you missed that, make sure you, you check the reruns or, or CBS.com, wherever you can find a way to watch it if you missed. That's uh, always a fun show for geeks to watch. So um, what else? I guess that's uh, mainly everything that I wanted to cover here. I'm going to take a little break, though. A couple more things related to Trek that I'm going to talk about, and then we'll move on 
to uh, the DS9 episode, Wrongs Darker. What is it again? <laughs> I have it right here, too, with my Star Trek Deep Space Nine companion open to page 547, which describes in about four pages all the work they did on Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night. So I just had to look over at um, episode 541, and we'll talk more about that in, uh, in a little bit. So Ghost Infected Frank, he passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse? Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person. Oh man, there's just way too much on all like these channels. Things, but only in game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one. In your dreams, Nutloaf. Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning into Sci-Fi TV at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? Okay, and some uh, Trek-related uh, stories and news. Uh, I already told you about Will Wheaton and uh, Brent Spiner being on their uh, recent Big Bang Theory episode, which uh, aired about two, well, a week and a half ago. There's also a few other things going on in the world of Trek. Uh, there was a story floating around that Seth MacFarlane, who's the maker of Family Guy, American Dad, The Cleveland Show, He's a big Trek fan, and uh, he's kind of let it be known that he, he wants to reboot and redo Star Trek or do a new Star Trek TV series. And, and he's just along, uh, you know, it might as well get in line of all the people that keep talking about wanting to put Trek back on television. And all I can say is, I told you guys, you know, back in 2005, <laughs> when Enterprise went off the air, I said, you know, they're they're done. They're it's going to be gone for a while. Uh, even if the movies are successful, and all these celebrities and other people have been coming forward with their ideas for a new Trek series and all this good stuff, and I'm like, um, it's it's not going to happen. Not going to happen for a while still. I at least in not before I believe the. Um, the next movie comes out. I could be wrong. You know, all this talk could stir something up. Who knows? But uh, I really believe, and the next movie, you know, we're not getting now until possibly, you know, the summer of 2013. So we are, we are still possibly two years away from seeing that Star Trek movie or a little less than two years away. Year and a half, maybe it might come out in the, uh, the holiday season of 2012 or 2013 summer. So you know, think about that. A couple of years away, maybe from the new movie, year and a half at least, uh, or and then beyond that, a, a television series. So you know, we're two, three, who knows, four years away from possibly seeing Trek on TV again. I could still be wrong. I, there's been talk of a new animated series, people wanting to do a new show, and all this stuff. But you know, there 
still it's CBS that owns Trek uh, for television that that needs to make that decision. So we'll we'll see. We're gonna have to be happy, I think, for a while to get starting to get some more movie news and stuff will start to come out. I'm sure in uh, 2012 about that a lot more detail. And also we will be getting uh, TNG on Blu-ray, of course. That's gonna be starting up in 2012. So that'll be some new cool stuff to talk about. But uh, yeah, so Seth MacFarlane, uh, good luck on that. He, he could probably do it himself. He just needs permission. The guy's got enough money. I think when uh, a few years back he got like a $100 million deal uh, when he was re- sort of re-signed to Fox for doing the TV shows that he works on. So the guy's uh, loaded and uh, he should hope for maybe a cameo in the next Trek movie. That's about, he should talk to J.J. Abrams. And speaking of, here's a, there's a nice segue. Speaking of J.J. Abrams, J.J. recently won a Scream Award, which is the Spike Television Award show that they do each year. Uh, it's a Scream Award, um, and he won it for the movie Super 8, which won for the best sci-fi movie for uh, the summer or I don't know if it's for the year, how that works. Uh, but anyway, uh, he won for Super 8, which was uh, a big favorite of mine over the summer. I really loved that movie. Definitely in my top maybe three or four films for the summer. And I I just thought it was a fantastic movie, a nice little throwback kind of piece. And original, too. Not a sequel, not something that we know about, you know, not established like a comic book character and you know, there, there's something very original and, 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 and nice to see when you are very nice to see an original concept finally being put out there on uh, TV or in a movie or whatever. So he won. Uh, what else? Uh, two more things I wanted to pass on Trek related. Uh, the company called QMX, which makes uh, some high end props and collect collectibles. They are or have announced, you know, a while back they announced they're doing a replica of the Enterprise as seen in the uh, early Star Trek movies, the movie version, the, we'll call it the motion picture version of the Enterprise. Well, they're also doing now a, uh, a version of J.J. Abrams' 2009 Enterprise, and both these pieces can be had for the very low cost of $5,000. Yes, yes. Well, actually, I think it's 4995 and maybe they'll give you a free shipping with that too. I don't know. It's a beautiful studio scale uh, piece, this 2009 Enterprise version. It's got some great light up features, uh, the nacelles and all that. There's a video. I have a video over up on my YouTube page. You can find a link to that on treksandsci-fi.com. Just go to, I think, videos and YouTube. And I have several videos that I've put up and I put the uh, this uh, video version that shows different views of this ship. It's, it's beautiful. I don't even think I do it for two thousand dollars though well maybe i would for two thousand five thousand oh my gosh that's just a lot of money <laughs> that is a lot of money i mean i wanted to get the uh, Battlestar um viper uh version starbucks viper that uh, I, is it efx it's making that or is it qmx i get those x companies mixed up it's one of those uh, but they they're doing one for i think it's 1500 for that viper that lights up and looks really cool and you know, you get an autograph with it and all that. But that even to me was, you know, I, I bought the original Master Replica's original Enterprise as seen in TOS years ago when that when they released that model. I think I have number seven actually in that line. It lights up. It looks fantastic. I, I love that piece. And I think it was around at the time when I bought it, maybe around a thousand. I think I got a, some kind of a discount. I think it might even be a little less than that. So 
but that's about you know kind of pushing my limit really uh and i i don't d regret getting that i love looking at it you know it's in a nice little case down here in, in the rico cave and and uh but these guys now all of a sudden they've shot prices up from you know thousand maybe a little bit more to five thousand dollars i i mean i know some people will buy this stuff still at that price but Really, it needs to be that much. I, I mean, could you create maybe a non-lighting version just to show the model itself uh, in, in a nice you know, size and scale? It's about 33 or so, 34 inches long, something around that. Uh, it's considered studio scale. And this is going to become kind of a strange concept here as we go forward because just about every movie that has spaceships and stuff that we're seeing these days, they never create a real physical model for it they just create a cgi model in the computer it's all fake uh although you know when you think about it it's all fake uh but uh the this the, the term studio scale uh, comes from just what it sounds like when they created models actual physical models for ships and needed to film them they needed to be of a certain size and scale in order for the cameras to take uh, adequate pictures of them as when they would uh, blow that up in a way on a, on a with all the other effects, it would look realistic. It would look like a huge starship. They could light it, and it was the, the size and uh, scale that they needed to do uh, for uh, these uh, movies and stuff like that. Actually, the, you know, the uh, classic, uh, one of the sort of beyond this even, there was a original TOS Enterprise that was built that was about a, a, around, I think it's about 11 feet long. That's the one that hangs in the Smithsonian right now, uh, down in the, I think it's still down in the gift shop. And that was, that model was used for all this stuff on TOS and all the, you know, shots of the Enterprise and everything. But those were back in the days, you know, when they actually created models for this stuff. But as we go forward, like I said, everything's computer generated. So it'll be interesting to see if this term studio scale, you know, they might as well just call it. It's basically a three-foot size model. So QMX, if you got five grand laying around, just kind of sitting there, can't decide what to do with it, and you know, it's like, oh, could I eat or buy a new car or whatever? Well, you can buy a model of the 2009 Enterprise. Hey, what do you want? Okay, one last story. Then we got to get into the DS9 episode. Uh, William Shatner, who who seems to know no bounds at all, of course, fancies himself sometimes a, a singer. Yes, uh, some of you, I'm sure, and most of you probably listening have heard some of William Shatner's uh, classics, uh, like uh, the Elton John song, uh, and and just so many more. Anyway, he's doing a new album. Maybe it's even out now. I think it is actually. It's called Seeking Seeking Major Tom. And uh, William Shatner decided to do an old uh, <laughs> a song that uh, I, I think this is right Queen. I think they did this song originally. Yeah, the classic Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody. So uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of this for you, in 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 Shatner's own normal kind of singing, you know, kind of speaking tone. So I'll play a little of this for you, and then I will take a short uh, break after that, and we will get into the DS9 episode. So uh, here you go with William Shatner doing. Bohemian Rhapsody. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies. And see. I'm just a poor boy. I need no sympathy. 
cars, I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low, any way the wind blows, doesn't really matter to me, to me. Mama, just kill a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Mama, life had just begun, but now I've gone and thrown it all away. Mama, Didn't mean to make you cry If I'm not back again this time tomorrow Carry on, carry on As if nothing really matters Ah yes, William Shatner Only, in the, only the way he can do it <laughs> Seeking Major Tom, check that record out. Anyway, here we go with the DS9 episode, Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night. By the way, if you, if you didn't know, you could watch DS9 on Netflix now these days. I could see it now. 200 people jammed into our quarters, eating, drinking, laughing. I think that they're discussing their upcoming wedding here, Dax and Worf. No, I mean it. You won't see a single smile the entire evening. It'll be the grimmest party you've ever been to. When do you want to have this party? Next week. And I was thinking, maybe this evening should have a theme. What kind of theme? What if everyone came as their favorite Klingon? Bad idea. Commander, your hollow suite is ready. Good. Have fun exercising. No party? Came this close. Ah. Oh, it's not the wedding there, really. It was a, discussing a party, kind of a pre-wedding party, I think. Lilacs. Is there something going on between the two of you that I don't know about? I don't be disgusting. I ordered them for myself. Well, that's nice. I thought you didn't like flowers. I don't. I'm confused. Jadzia, there's such a thing as privacy. Not between friends. It's my mother's birthday. She would have been 60 today, and my father always said that these were her favorite. That's a nice way to remember your mother. I wish I did remember her. I was only three when she died at the refugee center. Well, but she'd be proud of you, what you've done with your life. Hmm. I'd like to think so. I've always been proud of her. My father always said, she was the bravest woman he ever met. It's nice to see Kira kind of a little bit more kind of happy, relaxed at this point, at least in the episode. And, you know, obviously here, she doesn't have much memory or knowledge of her mother since she Major was so Kira, young. you have an incoming transmission. It's like if I had a computer, that'd be turned off. Unable to identify. Is that Siri talking in the future? Is that Siri iPhone, you know, talking? 
<laughs> I don't think I really want computers to be talking to me all the time. You know, it's like, shut up. Especially in the morning. Not too good in the morning, so. Ah, Major, there you are. I'm sorry to wake you. What the hell do you want to cut? Oh, don't bother, Major. I guarantee you won't be able to trace this transmission. Well, then why don't you just tell me where you are? Because that's not why I called. I want to help you, Major, the way Captain Sisko helped me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Captain Sisko gave me the clarity to see beyond the lies, the self-deceptions that were controlling my life. He helped me to see the truth about myself. And now, I'm going to do the same for you. And what better day to do it than on your mother's birthday? Was that supposed to upset me? Did you know it's my mother's birthday? She was a striking woman, your mother. Although when we first met, she was very self-conscious about that scar along the side of her face. She used to try to cover it up with a strand of hair. Nice try, Ducat. You never knew my mother. She died in the... the Singha Refugee Center? Afraid not, Major? That was something your father told you because he couldn't bear to face the truth. What truth? That your mother left him to be with me. <laughs> oh, you're lying. Your mother and I were lovers almost from the moment we met. And we remained lovers until the day she died. I've had enough of this. Well, this call is over, I'd I say. see you have you know? lilacs on your nightstand. Your mother would have been touched. She loved Bajoran lilacs. There. I told you the truth was liberating, Major. Now, don't you feel better? I do. So that's a, a hard thing to wake up to in the morning, huh? All right, anyway, this episode, Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night, is obviously features Kira and a visitor quite a bit. Uh, the writers for it, uh, Ira Stephen Bear and Hans Beamler, couple of regular writers uh, and execs on uh, DS9, directed by a guy named Jonathan West. Uh, this episode uh, was number 541 in the production order, and it's during the later part of season six uh, or so of the show. It first uh, aired also on March 28th, 1998. Interesting thing about this episode is, is it changed quite a bit from the original concept. The original idea or concept for this episode was going to be uh, ghosts of children were going to start to appear on DS9. And it was going to relate back to a Cardassian scientist who people had thought uh, had experimented on children during the occupation. And when Tarek Noor had Cardassians uh, and Pejorans, you know, held there, uh, they they eventually scrapped this idea. They were having trouble getting it to work, 
the, the other part of that idea was that the Cardassian scientist wasn't really experimenting on the children, but he was actually sending them to safety in, into the future. And the, the idea was that they were going to be gathering information. That's how he's kind of able to get away with it. Anyway, it was a kind of a complex story. Didn't really feature Major Kira that heavily. Uh, although, you know, because of her Bajoran background and everything like that, she would be pretty involved in it. So they kind of, at one point, just scrapped that whole idea and then went with this story about Kira's mother primarily and what she uh, was really doing during the occupation. Unlike what Computer. Kira really Locate has Cardassian always thought. File, Singa Refugee Center. Find and display Bajoran identity profile Kira Muru. So uh, Major Kira here is trying to investigate her mother, whose name uh, first name is Maru. You're just going to have to take my word for it. The Battle of the Alamo would make a hell of a hollow sweep probe. All right, all right, let me get this straight, because I... There are 200 of us trapped inside some crumbling old mission or whatever, surrounded by 2,000 enemy troops, is that right? That's right. Do we win? No, we lose. Why do you want to play a program where we lose? Well, you're missing the point. There's nothing more noble than a heroic defeat, especially against overwhelming odds. Life, maybe, but not in the hollow suite. Chief, this you is... were supposed to have finished recalibrating those induction modulators yesterday. Yeah, we had a bit of a problem replacing some of the carbides. Save the excuses. I want it done within the hour, Doctor. Is there a reason for your visit? What? <laughs> Actually, Miles and I were chatting about... not. We're on duty here, if you don't mind. I don't want to interfere. This was the first actually time that they discussed uh, doing a hollow uh, program together as on the about the Alamo. So that's kind of a little bit of trivia there. Not that it's a big part of this story. And well, all right, everyone, we're not at the Replimat. We're not here to drink Ractaginos and catch up on the latest gossip. Let's get to work. So obviously this call from uh, Gul Dukat has pretty uh, pretty much upset Kira, made her uh, pretty, you know, short-tempered, even more so than normal. Now Odo. she's going in to talk, just been talk to Odo. I've been informed of the increased criminal activity on the promenade. It's not as bad as it sounds, Major. Talking about a few incidents of petty theft, I've already assigned two deputies. Uh, I'd prefer that you handle the matter yourself. If you think it's necessary. I do. And make sure that you keep me informed of your progress. Of course. Is there something else on your mind? Meaning what? Meaning I talked with Dr. Bashir. He told me that you seemed irritable. I see he's not exaggerating. Would you care to tell me what's bothering you? I appreciate the offer, Odo. But I don't think talking about it is going to help. Sounds serious. It is. Well, if you won't talk about it, perhaps you should consider doing something about it. I'm kind of surprised there she doesn't talk to Odo too much 
at the time because, you know, he was around during the occupation. That's because I didn't report it. Why not? It was of a personal nature. I tried to trace the signal, but... What did he want? He said he knew my mother, that they were lovers. You don't believe him, do you? He knew certain things about her, personal things. Well, Goldicott is a very resourceful man. I'm sure he knows a lot about your family, about all of our families. I keep trying to tell myself that, but I need to know. That may not be possible, Major. There is a way. I can visit the Temple of Ipanu on Bajor and consult the Orb of Time. Excuse me? I need to know the truth. <laughs> what? What? Let me get this straight. Do what? You, you want to travel back in time to see if Goldicott and your mother were lovers. That's right. Major, the Federation has very strict regulations concerning... This has nothing to do with the Federation. I need your help as the emissary, not a Starfleet captain. The emissary can see to it that I am allowed access to the orb. After that, it's up to the prophets. If they feel that my request is worthy, they'll send me where I need to go. If not, I've made a trip to Bajo for nothing. I'm trying to remember if we've learned about this orb of time before. I have to do a quick little search here. What makes you so sure you won't interfere with the timeline? The prophets will be guiding me. Nothing will happen without their blessings. Please, emissary. Please. Let me seek the will of the prophets. Oh, I guess it came up. This is the orb of time had to do with uh, the um, more the the Tribble episode the DS9 did. I forgot about that part. Okay, so Kira is at the temple now. Obviously, she opens up the uh, orb and uh, immediately, pretty much, seems to be back in time. Is dressed as sort of a, a, you know, casual clothing. Well, not all the greatest of clothing, because she's in sort of a camp here, a Bajoran kind of uh, occupation camp. Kind of a group of people around. You know, none of them look really all that healthier in good shape. Maru, I found Narice. And here, uh, Kira sees her mother, and she's holding a little boy. Uh, Kira actually has two brothers. Wandering over there, scrounging for food. Come here, sweetie, beside me. And Nerese here is a little girl of about maybe four or five. Everyone's rations. It's not enough. How do they expect us to survive? The Cardassians don't care whether or not we survive. They won't be happy until we're all dead. Come here, sweetie. Come here. Have some soup. Excuse me. That soup. It's ours. What are you talking about? My wife stood in line all day to get it. If you think you can just, just what? It's for the children. 
They're hungry. We are all hungry. That's right, we are. And hunger can make people do stupid things. Like what you're doing now. Cardassians are the enemy. We shouldn't be fighting amongst ourselves. We should be trying to help each other. That's what we were doing, helping ourselves to some soup. Hey, you want soup? You go stand in line like everyone else. We may have to take orders from the spoon hands, but we don't have to take them from you! So Kira kind of knocks one over, gets his knife, and chases them off. They're not used to basically people kind of fighting back here, and Kira obviously knows how to handle herself. Thank you. I wish we could repay your kindness somehow, but we have so little food. It's all right. I'm not hungry. Can't remember the last time I met a Bajoran who wasn't hungry. I'm Kira Meru. I'm just glad I could help. The uh, actress here for uh, Kira's mother is uh, Leslie Hope. I think she's somebody who's done a, a, a lot of work on uh, soap operas over the years, if I remember. You're beautiful. Mommy, mommy. What is it, honey? What is it? Don't tell me. She wants to know what your name is. Me. I'm Luma Rall. It's nice to meet you, Nerys. Attention! The new Cardassian Ore Processing Center orbiting Bajor is nearing completion. The Cardassian troops stationed there will require comfort women to make their tour of duty less stressful. This is a Bajoran that's working with the Cardassians. From now on, you'll receive extra rations of food and medicine. Courtesy of our prefect, Gul Dukat. Her. No! And her. So they're taking away, uh... My children! The children will eat better than they have any right to. No! They're taking away Kira's mother and, and Kira Don't herself. Don't forget me! And I guess Kira was only supposed to be maybe about three there. She looks older to me, though, as a little girl. You? This. And you? It's a little hard to tell. That three, four age is... But that's at least when she remembers her mother or being told her mother had died. Now they're up on uh, Tarek Nor at the time, and uh, these women who have been brought to basically, you know, be uh, ladies, companions to I have the your attention, Cardassians. Ladies. You will find food in your quarters. Eat as much as you want, and make sure you get a good night's rest. You'll want to look your best tomorrow. Oh, and feel free to linger as long as you want in the sonic showers. Cardassians value cleanliness. So they kind of paired him up. Uh, Listen to me. I know, things look bad. But don't give up just yet. We'll find a way to get out of here. How? There must be a resistance cell operating here on the station. We'll contact them. They'll help us get away. I don't believe this. 
fresh MOBA. Do you know how long it's been since I've seen fresh MOBA? So there's this obviously a bunch of food, fruit. Powderpot beans and hasperate. Baklava. Pot of Decca tea. We could live on this for a year. Easy, easy. You don't want to make yourself sick. Sicker? From too much food? That would be a change. If only Taban and the children were here. Picked a good person to play Kira's mother. She kind of has similar features, looks a little, you know, like her. And The Cardassians I... said they would take care of them. So maybe they will. Don't count on it. We need to find a way to get off the station. Once we do, we'll figure out a way to free your family. Now keep in mind, Kira is actually is in the past. This is actually in the past happening. Not just a vision or anything. Till then, we'll just need to bite I'm sorry. She pushed her mother's hair out of the way to see the scar on her face. and I failed to show a Cardassian soldier the proper respect. We all have scars of one kind or another. Maybe. But most aren't quite so evident. It's not so bad. Why do you keep doing that? Helping me. First at the refugee center and now here. I don't have many friends. Well, you have one now. Well done. I can hardly believe you're the same women I met yesterday. So now they're in uh, fact, they're all dressed in these, you know, nice dresses. Your old lives have ended. Your pasts have been erased. Which is pretty impressive to see Kira dressed up and one like this. Only. Don't really ever see that. To provide comfort and care to the Cardassian officers stationed here. And their hair looks longer too all of a sudden, but do that well and you'll want for nothing. Fail and you and your family will be sent to a labor camp. Now remember, ladies, you're all easily replaceable. Make one mistake and I won't hesitate Paso. to- That's enough. Now Gul Dukat, younger Gul Dukat comes in. to Tarak Noor. I hope your stay here will be a pleasant one. I assure you, I will do everything possible to make it so. I suspect that many of you must be feeling a bit uneasy right now. Robert Blackman I'm well aware worked that on these the costumes, did a really nice job. There is a perception that all Cardassians are to be feared, that we are a cruel and heartless people. Really? Because you I occupy a whole planet and Not with words, make slaves out of the people? In the hope that I don't know. you will come Sounds to bad to me. <laughs> the better part of our nature. I assure you, 
We are capable of great kindness. What of our families? Are they all right? Who said you could speak? Guards, stay where you are. Your families will be well taken care of. That, I promise you. What is this? Ducat notices her scar. Barso. Forgive me, Prefect. I didn't notice the imperfection. I'll have her removed at once. Get me a dermal regenerator. But now. I'm afraid to ask how you came by such a mark. It's nothing. On the contrary. It's an unfortunate reminder of the gulf that exists between our two peoples. It must be removed immediately. Just relax. It's all right. Relax. So Ducat's basically taking away her scar. And, you know, it's kind of a symbolic thing, you know, when you're... Uh, you can take away the physical thing that happened to you, but, you know, what happened to you and Carry what you did to your sort of psyche and your mind is a whole other story. Well, I'd say congratulations are in order. You've all passed your first test. This uh, guy playing this you know, Bajoran helper sympathizer, the Basso guy is uh, played by this guy named David Bowe. I've seen him guest on a lot of shows over the years. And now there's a little party going on. We've got the women talking with the Cardassians sitting on their laps and stuff like that. Of course, you know, this is cable TV at the time, so it's not going to get too uh, far. I never realized that such a sense of humor. When I was a child, I dreamed of having enough food to eat and pretty clothes to wear, and now look at me. I have everything I ever wanted, and I feel horrible. That is pretty funny in a horrible way. I suppose if I can survive starvation, I could survive this. After all, we Bajorans can survive anything. You. Think you can stand there hiding in a corner all night? So they just pulled away uh, Kira's mother. I don't remember seeing you before. And now Kira's getting some I just arrived yesterday. interest well, from a Cardassian. You'd like nothing better than to get us all drunk so you could kill us in our sleep. Are you sure you're not part Betazoid? <laughs> Come. Sit on my lap. And tell me how much you hate Cardassians. You... Bajoran women, you're all so bony. That's because you Cardassians eat all our food. <laughs> you know, I, I could have you executed for that kind of insolence. And that's one of the reasons we hate you so much. <laughs> Clever girl. Now pour me some more of that canard, and let's see if we can't work out our differences. So now uh, Gul Dukat comes in and checks out the party, and... He obviously was a little taken with Kira's mother and sees this Cardassian kind of pushing her into a corner and 
trying to kiss her and let her go. I said, let her go. All I said to her was, I don't care what you were saying. I don't like what you were doing. Now get away from her. So obviously, Ducat's kind of taken with uh, her. Basso, escort this woman back to her quarters and see that her privacy is respected. She will not be disturbed. I only hope you won't condemn us all for the boorish behavior of one man. I only hope you won't condemn us all for the boorish behavior of one man. So the guy with Kira knows exactly Golducott's kind of moves, basically the way he deals with and, and sways you women. Know he was going to say that. Let's just say this is not the first performance I've seen of this little melodrama. That woman should consider herself fortunate. She's caught the prefect's eye. As of now, she's off limits to the rest of us. As for you. I know. I know. More canard. <laughs> So this is obviously a big change from what uh, you know. In front of another. Kira realizes or thinks about her mother and her history. Whatever I want, I'm a Cardassian. Whatever you say, just try not to stumble out of any airlocks on your way home. I'm not going home. I'm coming in with you. No, you're not. You're going back to your quarters and you're going to sleep. I want comfort and I want it now. You are a comfort woman, aren't you? You're dressed like one. Uh, don't let appearances fool you. Mm. That mouth of yours is going to get you in trouble someday. Now, yeah, it usually does. Get so. some sleep. <laughs> I have a better idea. You go sleep in your quarters. I'll sleep in mine. And tomorrow. Tomorrow, you'll be all mine to do with as I please. Oh, I can hardly wait. I'm back. Gonna have to shower for a week to get the smell of that legget off of me. I'll be sure to tell him you said that. What are you doing here? Where's Maru? Looks like you're gonna have these quarters all to yourself, at least for a little while. I said, where's Maru? She's moving up in the world. Your friend must have hidden talents I wasn't aware of. Our beloved prefect has invited her to share his quarters. I want to see her. <laughs> Do you? I said, take me to her. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, Kira tried to uh, tried to jump these guys, but it didn't work too good. There were a couple Cardassians with Basso, and now she's gotten thrown into sort of a holding cell here on uh, Tarek Nor. Probably not the smartest move, but you know, Kira has a little bit of a temper and she was worried for her mother and you know. So tell me, how's work going in the old processing center? You gotta join the work details sometime, find out for yourself. 
all in good time. Once the center's up and running, we'll all be slaving away down there. Yeah, one of the points of this episode was they thought, you know, Kira and Dukat have always kind of disliked and hated each other, especially Kira hates Dukat. I have news for you. And they wanted to Not say, well, gosh, how she much worse could we make it in few weeks. the idea that Dukat had a thing going with Kira's mother. She's been off on a little vacation with Gold Dukat. They just got back today. So they thought that that would be Why a good source of conflict and, and she that. She is not a collaborator. She's a comfortable woman for the Spoonheads, isn't she? Mm. So was I. For a day. But I've been watching you. You have no love for the Spoonheads. Neither does my friend. Look, I told you already, I don't want to join your resistance cell. Just leave me alone. I will. I promise. First, I need for you to draw a map for me. Map of what? The car decided the station. Well, like you said, I was only there one day. Anything you remember will help. Quarters, corridors, meeting rooms. Why? What are you planning? It doesn't concern you. Now, are you going to help us or not? You. Follow me. So Basso and a couple of Cardassians came to get Kira here again and uh, pull her out of this work detail thing. You may enter. Luma. Are you all right? I've been worried about you since the night they took you. I know. I wanted to get a message to you. Has he hurt you? Who? Jukat. Hurt me? No. He hasn't hurt me. I... I wish I knew how to explain to you these past few weeks. Make you understand. Understand what? That I'm not the monster. You think I am. You see? I told you I'd find a big enough Oz. What do you think? So Ducat's bringing her flower. She's smiling. <laughs> she seems, like, really taken with him. And it's probably killing Kira I right now. I don't think your friend approves of the flowers. Or of me. Maru. Are you sure this is the woman you want as your companion? Yes. As you wish. The fact is... I've treated Maru with nothing but kindness and consideration. If you don't believe me, ask her. Yeah, Kira is giving I'll him the, the stink eye for sure here. And, and now he gives uh, Maru a little kiss goodbye. It's true. He's very different from what I expected. Don't let that smile fool you. He's still the enemy. It's not that simple. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Maroon, listen to me. 
you're in here playing parlor games, he's busy carrying out the extermination of our people. That's not true. He's written to Central Command, urging them to rethink their policy towards Bajor. I don't care if he played you a hollow recording of him on his hands and knees begging Central Command to end the occupation. It would still be a lie. Like that first night when he saved you from that cult, that wasn't real. He set the whole thing up to win you over. He told me. He tells me everything. You just don't know him. I, I don't need to know him. I know the things he's done. Look what he did to you. He took you away from your family, from your children. He's promised to help them. He's going to send them food and medical supplies. That still doesn't make it right. What about your husband? Taban loves you. How can you forget him so quickly? I have not forgotten him. What do you expect me to do? Kick and bite Dukat every time he comes near me? How is that going to help Taban or the children? Oh, is that what you tell yourself, that you're doing it for the children? The clothes, the food, the easy living, that you're doing it all for them? Are you that deluded? It's not for them. It's for you. You like it here. You enjoy playing house with that murderer. Don't you see what you are? What you've allowed yourself to become? You're a collaborator. A collaborator? Because I share Ducat's bed? No, because you like sharing his bed, because you've fallen in love with him. Where are you going? Back where I belong. Yeah, it's kind of hard for her to take. Reason. But to uh, mean it's doubtful that the Cardassian senses will pick it up. Of course, there's always a chance. That... You let me worry about that. You sound like you've done this before. You'd be surprised. Remember, the bomb is set to go off three minutes after it's activated. And once it's activated, it cannot be disarmed. So make sure you have enough time to get away. How come bombs How never have blast radius off switches, about? you know? 20 meters. I suggest you plant it somewhere under Cot's quarters. I'll pick the right spot for it. What about that Bajoran mistress of his? What about her? You cannot risk telling her what you're doing. Not even to save her life. Why would I do that? Here's, you said she's a collaborator. This is an interesting point of this episode is, is that, you know, Kira, even... She what, deserves whatever she gets. You know, even with what's happened to her mother, what her mother's doing, it's still her mother. And, you know, the idea that, oh, well, I don't like what my mom's doing. I'm going to kill her? Eh, that's a hard one. You know, it's a hard one to, uh, to swallow, even for Kira tiresome. to do. Yeah, I don't like you much either. Now I need you to take me to Kiramaru. <laughs> I have better things to do than to shuttle you around this station. It's time you decided which side of this gate you want to be on. I have. Now take me to Kira so that I can apologize to her. Guard. This this bomb device that they've got is sort of it's shaped in um, and put into a, a Bajoran earring. Pretty small little device, and uh, you know, like they said, we'll see if it gets past their security screens and everything. They've got this sort of force field around Ducat's quarters, some kind of scanning field. And now Kira is just about at the point of the scanning field and goes through. Seems to work. Seems to allow her her to pass through without any alarms going off. And, 
Now she comes in on Ducat and Maru together. I didn't expect to see you again. I came because I owe you an apology. The things I said, they were unfair. I'd like us to be friends again. So would I. Whatever makes you happy, my dear. Can I get you something? Maybe later. All right. Right now, I need to plant this bomb and blow you guys up. Something close by. Sounds good. I have a copy of that transmission you requested. Oh, thank you, Basso. That'll be all. What about her? Don't concern yourself with Luma. She's not going to cause us any more trouble, are you? It's not what I'm here for. No, it isn't. Well, Basso, you heard. Find her some new quarters. Right away. This is for you. I think you'll find it very interesting. I'll be in my study if you need me. So, Gold Ducat gives uh, Maru, Kira's mother, a recording on a little data stick, and uh, now they're going to go see what it is all about. And Kira is sort of going around the room. She pulls off her earring. She sets it, puts it in a little plant nearby. So they have three minutes I'll now. I'll see to my quarters. Okay, Luma. Maru, I hope the Cardassians aren't lying to me and that they really will send this message to you. I know it's only been a few weeks that we've been back home, but you should see the children. It's like they've been transformed. Rion and Paul are laughing and playing together. They've never been happier. And I swear, little Nerese must have gained five pounds. Of course, they keep asking for you. I've told them that you're still at the refugee center. I think that's best, at least for the time being. I can't believe how much I miss you. I think about you all the time. You've saved all our lives. I hope you realize that. Never forget it, not even for an instant. Every day, I pray to the prophets that you'll find some peace in this new life of yours. I believe that even in the worst of times, we can still find moments of joy and kindness. If you can find that kindness, hold on to it. And remember, no matter what happens, I love you, Maru. I'll always love you. <laughs> Come on, we gotta get out of here. Why? Ducat, get out of here now. Go! What? It's a bomb. Maru! Get out of the way! So Kira not only saves her mother, but he, you know, she warns Ducat here. And that's a little interesting, really, when you think about it. Of course, they kind of had to do that in a way, but Kira hates Ducat. To save her mother is one thing. To save Ducat, to be put into that kind of position is, um, and she only had a, you know, a few seconds to make the choice and the decision. But now she got pushed back by the, uh, the orb of time there to the present. I've always collaborators. I mean, what could be worse than betraying your own people? During the occupation, if I ever had any doubt about what their fate should be, I would think of my mother. 
how she gave her life for Bajor. She was a hero. They were traitors. It was that simple. Now she's talking to Cisco so about what she saw and what happened. She did what she had to do to save her family. To save you. It doesn't make it right. Maybe not. But it was her decision to make. I did some checking. She died in a Cardassian hospital seven years after she went to God. Seven years. Do you know how many Bajorans died in the labor camps during that time? Died while my mother sat sipping canar with Dukat. Tell me something, Nerys. If you hate her that much, why did you save her life? Believe me. There's a part of me that wishes that I hadn't. But the fact is, no matter what she did, she was still my mother. That's it. That's this episode. And I think it comes down, you know, it is kind of as simple as that at the end. You know, it's still Kira's mother, no matter what she did, you know, for family uh, and for good friends, you'll kind of accept certain things that maybe for a stranger that you wouldn't. And, you know, Kira is always this black and white kind of person. She's always been there. There's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. And it's, it's one or the other. There's no middle ground with her usually no gray area. And this episode kind of, and this story kind of pushes her more to thinking, well, maybe there is something more. Maybe there are circumstances that would make you consort with the enemy, do things that you think are just abhorrent and, and wrong and all that. And, and just, you know, she did it for them. She did it for Kira and her, and the rest of her, uh, family the the boys her husband and everything so in a way she saved them gave them a better chance to survive and a better life by her sacrifice so it's it's a real interesting story there's a lot of different ways you can look at it and uh, I, I like that and I think again it's another one of those you know I've always thought Kira's character and, and the way Nana visitor plays her is kind of always been to me one of the strongest uh, strongest components and parts of DS9 She's a Bajoran. This, you know, the whole station and story really revolves around Bajor, and and it's a big part. And I think she really does a great job with it. So I think this is a fantastic episode, a real cool one from season six. Wrongs darker than death or night. So, and it's interesting to to look up some of the details. You know, they, how they changed the story around and all that. Uh, there were even thoughts that she was going to let her mother die or in the blast. That something was going to happen. And, Ducat would have to kind of survive, but they, they kind of played around with different ways of doing that. But I'm glad. I, I think it works the way it turned out that, uh, you know, she saved them. And, and that, I think, is was the right decision. It's not the maybe the best decision maybe overall when you think about it, but it's the decision she had to do and, and make. And like Cisco says, you know, it's her decision to make, her choice to make and, and to to do her mother Maru's choice to, to kind of 
you know, collaborate in a way. It's not like her mother was selling secrets that were getting other Bajorans killed. You don't hear anything like that. It's not like she was a, a person that had information that she was giving away. She was just doing what she had to do to protect and save her family. So I, I think it's understandable. So uh, Next up, we've got a little uh, comments here from uh, Rick Moyer and a little bit more than that. So listen to this, and I'll be back after that. Hey, Rico. This is Rick Moyer, Moyer777 on the forums, all the way from Aberdeen, Washington. And uh, I wanted to make a couple of quick comments on this particular um, episode of Deep Space Nine. First of all, really excited that Deep Space Nine is finally on Netflix, and we can watch, watch, watch here in the States, which is just great because it's just a really neat series. I really enjoy it. This episode, Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night, was kind of a neat episode because of Kira's use of the orb. And so she travels into the past, you know, and and she gets to see that Ducat had a relationship with her mom. And it just kind of goes, it's just a really interesting and emotional episode. Shows It really shows off um, the, the, the actor that plays Ducat. He's just amazing. And actually, you know, most of the actors on Deep Space Nine were pretty pretty good actors, and they did a great job at really sucking you into the story. So I like this episode. It was At first it was kind of hard to buy, but then, you know, the whole orb thing, it works, and I enjoyed it. So great episode out of five stars. I would give it three and a half to four, and uh, that's what I thought about the episode of Deep Space Nine, Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night. Now... Just a real quick promo for next week's show. Uh, I've been working on a scary story. Just thought I'd show you just a little bit of it as a teaser so that everybody will tune back in for the next podcast with everybody's scary stories that they're doing. And I know you are. I know you're making a scary story and you're going to send it in. I just know you are. So here's a little bit of mine. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this. My, My short story is called Harvest Moon Circle. Take a listen to a little preview of it. It wasn't that long ago, on the harvest moon, when it happened. I'd been tending to the pumpkins and squash in the backfield of the place where I heard one of the livestock let out a holler. I grabbed my shotgun and headed towards the commotion. I ran to the corner in the third pasture. I saw steam rising up from the ground. Some figures darted off into the woods. I perked up. Get off my land, y'all be trespassing. Now y'all get on out of here, or you get a face full of lead, I yelled. As I was saying, the steam was rising up from the ground in an unusually big way. Now, that's not uncommon for around here in October, but this wasn't the normal haze that drifted up off the landscape. This was something different. I smelled something. Something was off, like the scent of blood. It caught my senses. It was one of those cows on the ground. She was all torn up. Flesh ripped and lying everywhere. Her body was still warm, and the other cows were nowhere to be seen. Guess they done got scared and wandered off. It was the strangest thing, though. Although I smelled blood, there wasn't any. Ah, sure. There was like blood sprinkled in the grass by the body parts, but not much to speak of. 
I mean, when we butchered, there was blood everywhere. One of these here cows had a lot of stuff in them. I poked around at the body, thinking maybe the blood had pooled in the cavity of the gaping hole in the cow's side. But nope, it wasn't there. I found that odd, but I just dismissed it, didn't give it much thought. Don't forget to write your story and send it in. I know Rico would appreciate it, and I want to hear what you... Can, can you scare me? I double dog dare you. Rick, thanks uh, so much for your comments and the preview for your uh, scary, spooky story for next week's special Halloween Treks in Sci-Fi. That was great. I think you've set the bar pretty high. Yeah, next week, uh, oh, well, let's go to the DS9 comments first. Yeah, you're right, exactly. The actors do a fantastic job in this episode and all, uh, just about all episodes of DS9. Mark Alamo is... Uh, is a great actor, great as Gul Dukat, and it just, it's a cool episode, a lot of fun. Um, but it, it regards to the spooky, scary story stuff, the next week's episode on Sunday the 30th, the day before Halloween, I'd love for people to send in uh, some kind of a scary story. You can write it yourself, or you can read something out of a book or something you find online. Uh, but uh, the idea is to just, um, and it doesn't have to be in any kind of special, you know, effects or voices. It can just be you straight reading a story. I've got a few, a couple that I'll probably read. And uh, But anyway, you can find tons of stuff on the Internet. You know, just uh, hit record. Send me, uh, you know, a, a five-minute or so story or whatever it works out to be. Try not to keep them... You know, try not to make them too long. You know, I, you know, seven, eight minutes probably is doable, but hopefully five, six, seven minutes. It always depends on how many I get a little bit, but I sometimes you never know how that's going to work out. Right now, I don't have any. <laughs> so you guys got to get working for me. So I, I'd love to have a good half dozen of, you know, five to 10 minutes long at the, at the most, something like that. So, you know, that works out to be a pretty good show. Uh, but send those in. Just shoot me an MP3 file of those. Uh, make it sure it's in stereo, make sure it's, uh, uh, 44 kilohertz, all that good stuff. So it's a lot easier to do. Try to not use, uh, some oddball recording gear. Uh, and anyway, MP3s work, usually work really well for that. And send them to treksf at gmail.com. If you're a forum member, you guys usually know how to do that. You can FTP them right up to my server space too. So that's next week on Treks and Sci-Fi. And one last thing to go over today. I really meant to do this earlier in the show, <laughs> but I'm going to do it now. I put up a, uh, a Batmite. Uh, one of our uh, forum members had a, uh, a comic uh, collection of uh, some of the early issues. I think it's the first 12 issues of the Walking Dead comic book. Oh, my gosh. I, I didn't say earlier, but... The first episode of season two last last weekend, fantastic. This show is so gripping, and, and it's so cool to be back on, especially as we approach Halloween. So I he's uh, Batmite had an extra copy or a copy to give away. Uh, it's, I think it's hardcover, and it's the first 12 issues of the Walking Dead comic book series, which this uh, TV show is based on, if you didn't know. And we've got some entries on the forum. I've got them written down here, and I'm going to roll this dice, die, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to pick a winner. So here we go. All right. It's number three. Da, da, da. It looks like number three. Uh, yes, Tim. Tim, King Isaac Linkser on the forum. Tim, you are the winner of the Walking Dead collection from Batmite. If you want to send me, Tim, your um, 
your address information, shoot me a PM or an email, and I will pass that on to Batmite, and then he can just send that book directly to you rather than having it go to me from him and then me mailing it to you. He can just mail it to you. So, Tim, congratulations on the win for the uh, Walking Dead comic book collection. All right, I think that's going to wrap up today's show. Please, uh, if you get a chance... Put a review up on iTunes. Uh, donations are always welcome. Those You can find all that information out on the main Treks in Sci-Fi webpage. If you want to join the forum and you're not a member, shoot me an email and I will set you up at treksf at gmail.com. I think that's about it. Uh, looking forward to doing next week's Halloween show. We've got some cool stuff coming up in the month of November. Um, get, trying to work up uh, another um, interview with an author, Mike Martin, a Star Trek author. He sent me a, a free copy of his new book. Let's see, where is it? Here it is. Uh, this is a book in the Romulan War series, To Brave the Storm, by Michael A. Martin. And I'm almost done with the current book I'm reading, so I'm going to read that next and then uh, interview Mike, and, and we'll talk about that Star Trek book. So that's coming up in the future on Treks in Sci-Fi. Also looking to have some guest uh, casts in the next month or so. So if you want to do a guest show, I know a few people have been talking about stuff, but nothing solid yet. If any of you out there listening want to do a guest spot, contact me i i can definitely fit someone in uh, at least one in november probably another one in december so let me know and uh, we'll work that out so take care everyone have a great week i will talk to you again next time for our spooky scary halloween show on the 30th of october here on treks in sci-fi and i'm going to finish out today's show with a little music this is, you heard a little bit of this at the very beginning of the show, and I like the song, so I'm going to play a little bit more of it for you. This, uh, this little song called Rescue Me is used in the uh, new TV show What's Upon a Time. The singer here, her, her name is Carrie Roberts. You can find uh, this, I believe, on iTunes and everything. So uh, it's called Rescue Me by Carrie Roberts, and it's going to be used in the TV show Once Upon a Time, which starts tonight on ABC. So take care, everyone, and listen to Carrie sing this cool song. I'll be back and talk to you again next time, next week on Treks in Sci-Fi. Bye-bye.
listening to the weekly podcast, Treks in Sci-Fi, with Rico Dosti. For more information, visit treksinsci-fi.com. Join the forums at treksinsci-fi.com slash forum. Dr. Beverly Crusher, I would appreciate an explanation. Yes, you should. Do you have a comment, a suggestion, or a question? Email Rico today at treksf at gmail.com. That's treksf at gmail.com. How much do you think that tells me about your character? Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly podcast with geeky goodness and entertainment news. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. I can assure you that I'm not given to casual relationships. Yes, you should. Goodbye.